Hear now the opening teachings of Jesus. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and is trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No, one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand. And... It gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until it is all accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, have mercy. Amen. You may recognize the Beatitudes from last week or your own walk with Jesus over time. But right after what we call the Beatitudes, you know, all the blessed are this, blessed are these, blessed are these people's sayings, right after that are these other little interesting statements of Jesus. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Don't think I've come to abolish the law, all of that. And then right at the end of that, that seems kind of a cap on all of these opening statements is, oh, by the way, Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you can forget all this kingdom of heaven business. And that one always bothered me. I was like, how, I mean, seriously? I've got to exceed, how in the world 
Jesus? Are we supposed to do that? And the thing about it is, a lot of us grew up on Scripture as these separate little verses. Here's this verse, this verse, this verse. We're going to smash them all together, mix them up in a salad. Here you go. And if you do that, if you take this verse especially that seems to cap all of this, and don't worry, we're going to put it in context. I'm just saying, if we read these as, you know, this verse like a, like a collection of debate evidence, oh, by the way, you lovely people on Sunday morning, your righteousness has to be greater than the Pharisees. Have a nice day. Seriously? That's what we're supposed to do? And we're left with a question of Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Out of all the things that you've ever said, you're going to open with that? How? How? It's a good thing you ask. You ever listen to a song that after the chorus, it just goes back and repeats itself? Starts over, it's like the second verse is the first verse, and it just, you go back and, and sing it again. I think that what you do at 20, I know this is a speech, but we're talking about this is the passage for today. I want to look at that statement as uh, right after it, like in music notations, whether the refrain, go back to the beginning, and the two little dots, go back, start over. How do we do this, Jesus? How do we exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees? Well, the good thing is that Jesus has already told us. I mentioned last week that at the beginning of the Beatitudes, Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then there's all these will statements, you will be this, you will be called peacemakers, and then the persecuted thing comes back to is. I think I'm thinking. As we walk through this life in Jesus, in many ways, we're all coming to this poor in spirit. I don't know how you can be a member of the world, the world being the way it is, without sometimes waking up and being a little poor in spirit. It's just kind of the way the world is. I think it's why Jesus leads the opening teachings in Matthew with Blessed are the poor in spirit. I think it's because Jesus is talking to a group of people who find themselves in a world where it's not that hard to be at times, if not, you know, in the context, poor in spirit. We're all going to be persecuted for righteousness' sake as we are living. But then there's all these other statements that I think are occasions. And I think it's Jesus' way of saying... As you go through the world, whether you're poor in spirit, whether you're persecuted, no matter where you are in this world, you're going to have occasions where you're going to find opportunities to do these things. You're going to have opportunities to be merciful. You know, like as you're sitting here listening to this, okay, maybe you don't have to be merciful. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, most likely you're going to find opportunities where you're going to have to practice mercy, or you're at least going to have an opportunity, much less to be peacemakers, to be pure in heart. You know, how do we be 
pure in heart in this world when we're saturated with intellectual junk food just all the time? Well, feed yourself some things occasionally that are pure. Probably not a bad idea, especially these days. So how does our righteousness exceed that of the Pharisees? I think Jesus just told us. Instead of just going through the motions of religion, coming to church on Sunday morning, singing, taking communion, reading scripture, going about your business, do these things but then put them into practice. Look for opportunities to cultivate things like mercy. The other night I was winding down, getting ready to go to bed, was listening to music. And a song came on, just a Spotify list that I had going on that I hadn't heard in a long time. It's actually an old song by a musician named T-Bone Walker. His original song was called Call It Stormy Monday. Uh, the version that I was listening to was by a super group back in the 60s called Cream. You ever heard of Eric Clapton? It's his, and it's just Stormy Monday. Great version, by the way. Um, highly recommend it. On your way home, if you can pull it up, up Stormy Monday by Cream. It'll really complete the worship service. So Clapton is just laying into this song before they start singing. And again, I had not heard this song in a long time. And then he starts singing. They call it Stormy Monday. But Tuesday is just as bad. Wednesday is even worse. Thursday is awful sad. You know, he repeats that a number of times. And then you start picking up, apparently this guy is in a dead-end job that he does not like going to. I think it's what the song is about. The guy who wrote it, T-Bone Walker, and then others who sang it, it's, it's about a guitar player who's just living for Saturday so that he can go play gigs and go do what is, feels like he was born to do. So Monday, you know, stormy, Tuesday, Wednesday's just as bad, Thursday's awfully sad. The eagle flies on Friday. Saturday I go out to play then that part of the song starts repeating itself and there's these glimmers of hope. The eagle flies on Friday and you can just picture uh, somebody sitting at a desk on Friday afternoon and just staring at the clock. It's 4.30, it's 4.35, it's 4.36, it's 4.37. You ever been in a job like that? I used to work at the Great American Chocolate Chip Cookie Company at Forum 303 Mall. If you ever work shift work and you get to leave at 7 o'clock and you've been there all day. I worked at Six Flags over Texas before I went to college. 
at Dry Hole Charlie's flipping hamburgers. That is what kept me in college. You're doing this the whole time. The eagle flies on Friday. Five o'clock whistle blows. You know, Fred Flintstone sails down the back of the brontosaurus into his car. Boom, he's gone. The eagle flies on Friday. And Saturday, go out to play. Then the real unexpected happens in this song. The eagle flies on Friday. Saturday I go out to play. And then Sunday I go to church. I kneel down on my knees and pray. And this is what I say. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. I didn't see that one coming. You see, back in 20s, 30s, 40s, back in the heyday of blues, right before it gave birth to what we know as rock and roll, the lines between gospel and blues blurred greatly. You couldn't always tell the difference. Most of the people, like T-Bone Walker and B.B. King and others that you know about, you know where they learned to sing? The church. They learned to sing at church. And so for him to go through this, call it Stormy Monday, Tuesday's just as bad, you know, Wednesday, Thursday's awful sad, Friday, Saturday, Sunday... I go to church, get down on my knees, pray, Lord, have mercy. Where does mercy start? It starts with God. We don't wake up knowing every single occasion for the rest of our lives that we're going to have to be merciful. We learn that from God. And so we pray. Lord, have mercy. Then Jesus comes along and says, let's expand this from just praying, Lord, have mercy. Now, blessed are the merciful, for you will be shown mercy. If you say, God, Lord, have mercy, make sure that you as well are looking for opportunities to be merciful. You know how we say, because it says it in the Bible, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you? Same thing. Go be merciful as we have received mercy. And as I was reading all this and thinking about all this and studying all this and listening to cream in my atrium, something occurred to me. God said long, long time ago, and Jesus quoted God to reiterate the teaching and said that this is one of the big ones. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I think I've been too critical of God. 
I think sometimes we're too critical of God. Well, if God's saying, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, don't bring me sacrifice. You know what I'd like every once in a while? A little bit of mercy. What if God's asking us to be a little bit merciful with God even? And can you imagine running the universe? Church I served before I came to y'all, I had 12 people on staff, and there were like 800 people in the church. I had, I can't tell you how many meetings I had to go to. Just meeting. After, can you imagine how many meetings God has to go to as the ruler of the universe? <laughs> let's, let's show him a little mercy. For Pete's sake, he's got to run the entire universe for all time. I know. In Trust me when I say, if you have pain in your life, if you are among the poor in spirit, take your poor in spirit to God. God can take it. But at times when we're asking, God, how could you let this happen? Let's not forget that when all of this is said and done, However it's going to look, we spend eternity with God, however that's going to happen, and I don't understand it, but I believe it. And so maybe being a little more merciful to God might help us to be more merciful to others, and it might help you be more merciful to yourself? Maybe for this season, being salt and being light, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. What does that look like? It looks like all kinds of things, but maybe for this week, it just means go practice mercy. Just look for opportunities to practice mercy. We live in a world sometimes that for all of our busyness can just be downright bland. Go season it up a little bit. Go be the salt of the earth and go season it up with a little bit of mercy. Because when we show mercy to one another, it sticks out. People see it. We live in a dark world. Go be light. Go light up the world. How do we light up the world? Light it up with a little bit of mercy. And then, when you get home at night, and you're winding down, and maybe you're listening to music or brushing your teeth or pulling back the bed sheets, get in bed, pull up the covers, Close your eyes, and before you go to sleep, just take a few moments to pray. And if you don't know what to pray, just say, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me.